Welcome to the Weekly Wrap. Each week, the four of us go over music, sports, and news you may have missed. Joined by Jonathan, Theodore, Miles, and Sophia. This is the Weekly Wrap. Welcome back to the Weekly Wrap. I'm Sophia. Jonathan, Miles, and Theodore. We are back for another uh, somewhat late-ish early morning Friday episode of your favorite Friday morning show, The Weekly Wrap, here on 88.9 The Bridge. we got a lot of content here today for you guys, and I think we should just jump right into this. We were thinking about starting a new thing called the Friday Four here on The Weekly Wrap, where we're just going to hit you guys with some music. That's one. Sports. That's two. A couple news stories. We'll go for a break, and we'll come back with a bunch of new stuff. So we're going to be testing this out today with our first bit of the Friday Four is music, as we always do with Theo Freeman. And we're just going to kick it off with some Billboard Hot 100 here. Yes, let's... Yes. Too big, I think. Yes, let's. Um, Starting off with our top ten, the only new changes from last week are the gains and losses um, of the the top two, as it was by Harry Styles in number one. And first class of Jack Harlow in number two, switching places. The debut at number seven is Don't Think About Jesus by Morgan Wallen. And Super Grin like Kodak Black at number 9 and Ghost by Justin Bieber at number 10 have fallen from number 7 and 9, respectively. Some notable debuts in the Hot 100 in the top 50. There's actually only only like one other than the uh, new debut. It's About Damn Time by Lizzo. That's the song title. And just outside the debut, we have Shake It by K-Flock, Hardy B, Dougie B, and Bory 3000. Alright, so we got a bunch of Billboard Hot 100 stuff. And then Spotify, on the other hand... We're just taking a look at the Spotify Today's Top Hits playlist. We got a lot of Justin Bieber coming out, just because he always does. We got Doja Cat up there, Harry Styles, like you mentioned earlier, as he always is. He's, I believe he teased at a new album coming out on his Instagram yesterday, I believe. Big old yellow cover, a bunch of different songs. So that's going to be very interesting to see. Ooh. As like You saw how success, successful that song did, so just wait until mm-hmm. Harry's next stuff. Like I'm just looking at this. He put it on his Instagram story about 13 hours ago. I'm not no Harry Styles uh, fanboy, so I don't really know exactly if these are actual songs yet, but of course, As It Was is on there. We got a bunch of, uh, there's one called Grape Juice, Daylight, Matilda, that's just all in Side A, so it's split between Side A and Side B here for Harry Styles' possible new album coming out, so get ready for an album bomb coming out here for you. Yeah, I'm just going to say, this year, uh, with how boring and dull it looks, this might actually be the year of Harry Styles. Yeah, hopefully it is. Potentially. And he really deserves it. He's put in the work for it. And we saw how well Fine Line did. So don't be surprised if this next album does as good, if not better, than Fine Line. Yeah. So that's for sure. And on that note, let's hit it with a story from, let's say, Jonathan. We had something interesting going on in the tech industry, I believe. Yes. So there's a um, a new software called OpenDale-E. It's an AI that can create any image based on a sentence or a few words. So they have an Instagram page, and they're not open to the public yet, although you can sign up for early access, or uh, and they'll, they'll give you like uh, the ability to use it as soon as they open it up to the public. Um, mm-hmm. But basically, you can join the wait list, and yeah, it's pretty cool. But essentially, if you go to their Instagram page or their website, um, they have, like, you can, you, can give them, you can give the AI any prompt, and it'll create an image based off that prompt. And not just one image, Practically infinite images. Basically, it has, an, it, has a, it has a library that contains a bunch of assets, like various 3D models and various other pieces of artwork that it can use 
to then create something that it knows um, uh, that you can describe. So here, here, just um, a quick example. Someone wrote an orange uh, period, just a simple basic orange, and it created a 3D render of an orange in a white background. Yeah, and it, this was not created by a human, although it does look like a. It was created by a human. Just all AI based, yes. and that's and really cool to see. Yeah, it's really really cool. Like, um, it, if you were on their Instagram page right now, there's one that says a tiger in a lab coat with a 1980s Miami vibe, turning a well-oiled science content machine, digital art, and it just completely. It does a great job at making artwork just completely digital. That's and crazy. It, it's insane that it makes it all through AI. That is completely uh, stunning, but unfortunately, we, are, we uh, do not take sponsorships, so we're yeah, sorry. We are not no. sponsored, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> but just looking at this account, I think it's really interesting. Like Another prompt that I'm just looking at right now is a photo of a sloth in a scuba diving mask exploring the wonders under the sea. And there's two images for that one there. So there's... Like it makes just, multiple, like you mentioned yeah, earlier. Wow. Exactly. Wow. Um, so I just think that the software could be revolutionary in creating new forms of art and then also in uh, creating things like album covers. I think this this would be great for album covers. Like, imagine that as an album cover or something like that. Mm-hmm. It, it would be insane because like you, don't, you, you wouldn't just have to... Plug in your album name, maybe yeah, a couple things yeah, to go exactly. with it, and there you go. You could have a brand new album You could give the general yourself. vibe and yeah. be an object that you want the album to relate to. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's an insane and new revolutionary yeah. piece of equipment. Um, I think it will change the game in terms of art and new things. Yeah, so my father actually works in this kind of thing, synthetic data, and he Neat. actually has a platform that's basically exclusively designed to use synthetic data and create synthetic data. Uh, basically, what this is, what the what this AI service is using, I believe, is uh, is basically um, machine learning to, to figure out what the prompts are and Precisely, how to do them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what my dad works in. It just individually compiles stuff. So like it'll compile, for example, the sloth when you're talking about, it'll compile a sloth and then it'll add a, a scuba suit to the sloth and then draw in a, uh, underwater background with a, uh, starfish and yeah. it'll create a whole image based off that. And like you said, going back to that album covers bit, I remember there's a big old trend that happened and we have a photography class at this school where I believe their assignment was to make an album cover. At first, this started trending through like TikTok, Instagram, yeah, that kind of thing. I do recall. Where they would take really unique photos, they'd edit them down a little bit, and they put this stamp called like the parental advisory. It's like that's what happens when a song or an album mm-hmm. is explicit. They'll put that on there, and it looks really cool. Just see all these random images. Like I believe I saw one just of our school amphitheater, which isn't even that fancy, and they slapped that little parental advisory to make it look like an album cover, mm-hmm. and oh, it yeah. looked professional. So you can really do anything exactly. with that, and that platform could really help us a lot here. So, we had a big event happen last night in the sports world. We got the NFL draft here, and our big football guy, American football that is, is Miles. And I believe he has a quick little recap for any of you who may have missed some stuff here. Yes, yesterday the NFL draft begins starting with the first round. And surprisingly, in an increasingly offensive league, the top five picks were all defense, which was three defensive ends and two cornerbacks. Uh, the first pick was from the Jaguars. It was defensive end Trayvon Walker from Georgia. Yep. He has a unique blend of size and speed. And for the pick that the Seahawks got from trading Russell Wilson, uh, we were at pick nine, and we got left tackle Charles Cross from Mississippi State. He's 6'5", 307 pounds, and he's in a couple years, he'll probably be the replacement to Dwayne Brown, who's rapidly aging. Yeah, so just having that absolute unit there in that bit of the field will definitely help the Seahawks out, especially with our team, which is kind of falling apart a bit. I think that's the best way to put yeah. it. Yeah. 
Um, from what I've seen on Twitter, uh, people's reaction to this pick was actually overwhelming positive. Like, oh, we're going to the Super Bowl. We're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was kind of surprised the Seahawks didn't choose a quarterback. Like, I guess we did sign one there or just get one from the trade, but just... We already have yeah. Locke. We already have Easton. Easton is a local boy from the University of Washington. Yes, that's for sure. But just like... Seahawks this draft didn't have a... great quarterbacks, to that's be fair. fair. Yeah. This there was only class. one taken, and I think it might have been a bit of a reach, to be fair. Still, that quarterback role Seahawks do kind of need to fill, especially with Russell Wilson leaving. It's been the big story for a few months now. But Yeah, it's kind of funny how Wilson was always like saying, I need offensive line help. I need offensive line help. And then and we just they leave. And, he gets and then as soon as he help. leaves, we, they, he gets offensive line help. Yep. Pretty much. All right. So do you guys want to move on to the uh, real kind of football Sure. We got a lot of news here. I'm Otherwise known as soccer. Soccer, football, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Theo, I talked to him a little about this yesterday or the day before. He heard me kind of rant about it. Oh, absolutely. About the Seattle Sounders, our favorite little bit of a local team, uh, are in the championship, the, the final of the CONCACAF Champions League, which is currently the Sounders versus Pumas, a Liga MX-based team. So it ended... Their first leg in Mexico, Mexico City, that is, with an overwhelming crowd of about forty-five to 50,000 people in that historical stadium, and it ended in a 2-2. It should have been 2-0. Actually, no, it should have been 1-0, Pumas winning. Yeah. Where, Theo, do you want to comment on that penalty that they gave, which shouldn't have been a penalty? Okay, so, um, basically, uh, from what I've heard from Sofia, <laughs> um, the, uh, the first goal... All the goals were all the goals were from, were from PKs, uh, except for one. Yeah, except for one. The most but, important ones. <laughs> uh, but um, all, but the but the first penalty kick on Puma's side, I believe, yep. uh, wasn't supposed to be a penalty. Yeah. So just a quick little recap. Just imagine you know you don't need to know too much about soccer for this, but you get fouled in the big big box. Uh, there's a penalty. Just you versus the keeper, and it was two Sounders defenders versus one Puma's attacking player. Sounders defenders had completely locked down the ball. They had the ball. The Pumas guy wasn't going to get it. But the Pumas guy completely plowed through the Sounders, fell down in the box. Ref called a penalty. Wow. And we have a uh, VAR, vis- video assistant referee, which usually helps decipher, hey, is this real? Are we going to give this to them? Yes, no, maybe so. And he did. They didn't even check the video. Really? He did it. Oh, nice. Wow. But Stephen Fry, our man in the box, our goalkeeper for that, he saved it, which is an amazing thing. But then they, of course, now they check the video, and Stephen Fry was off his line, so they scored in the second attempt. So, when, uh, 1-0, Sounders got CONCACAFed, is what we like to call it, because CONCACAF does not have the most amazing referees in the world. We've seen it here, and we even yep. see it like Mercer Island Boys Soccer, so... We even see it in the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. And it's kind of funny, I was listening to that game, just broadcasting, commentators were mentioning that the referee on the field was trying to get his pitch to the World Cup in Qatar. So we'll see what happens there. But after that performance, I don't know if that's going to happen to that referee. I'm going to be honest. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. But it's even surprising to see the Sounders doing so well in the tournament after the struggles they've had this year. Yeah. I think they really just sacrificed the points so they could have a full strength squad. And that was the first time this year that you could say they had their squad at full strength. Yeah. Yeah. And it ended in a 2-2 draw there with a 99th minute PK stunner. So get ready for that. The second leg. Uh, they are calling it, uh, Marshawn Lynch, otherwise known as Beast Mode, has been advertising with the Sounders, calling it a big effing deal, is how they're advertising it, because huh. Lynch mentioned that it'll be Wednesday, I believe? Yeah, Wednesday will be the big final at Lumen Field. They've already sold out 50,000 tickets, I believe. They've opened up the 300s. People are buying t- plane tickets from all across the country. 
Sounders wow. will try and be the first team in MLS to win this CONCACAF Champions League. So I'm very excited to see that happen. And we have a bit of NBA news helped out by our classmate and uh, fellow morning show host, Annabelle Hegarty, about some NBA stuff. NBA playoffs will wrap up tonight here with Memphis versus Minnesota. The only team that has gotten swept in this entire round has been the Nets. Of course, the, of course it was the Nets. <laughs> yes, yeah. so the Nets, they did well for a month, then they kind of fell apart. And they got swept by the Celtics, so NBA stuff's going crazy. Don't let Boston win, people. You yeah. know what happens when Boston wins. It's yeah. always ugly. <laughs> but Boston has been good this year, so can't really complain too much about that. Don't let Boston win. <laughs> and I'm just going to end this off with a little bit more soccer. We have a bunch of senior nights coming up this coming week here on 88.9 The Ridge. We will be broadcasting girls across, boys across, boys soccer and get ready for all that stuff. We'll have baseball. Baseball senior night was uh, last la- la- week. Uh, this Wednesday, actually. This Wednesday, yeah. It was a magnificent game, almost to this, almost to the same degree as the Sounders. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, uh, what happened was top, bottom of the seventh. We were down by one. Um, one of the seniors hits a hits a walk off home run, I think, and then leading to the tie. And then Marcus Abelhausen um, gets himself to third, almost almost. Almost scores, but has to get has to go back because of a foul. Mm. And uh, he then, um, and then at the very next at bat, he runs into home, securing the win. Yep, just stole home completely, and that stole the Islanders the victory for them on their senior night. So guaranteed second seed in the playoffs, needing exactly. a bye. And Mercer Island Sports has just been doing amazing. Boys soccer, I believe, is ranked. Love eighth. to hear it. Yeah, ranked eighth in uh, state and second in Kinko, second to Samamesh, who I believe is thirteen and zero right now. So that's kind of scary. Nice. But we will be broadcasting that senior night coming up here on eighty eight nine The Bridge. I think that's enough for my sports talk here. <laughs> and on that note, we're gonna take a break and we're gonna come back with a lot of amazing stories. Theo's got one about. Which one's it about? Dog Reads, right? It's the Dog Reads one. It's the Dog Reads one. And I'll be going over a quick little stalk segment. And I have a fun one that you guys better stick around for about a chicken in Indiana on their most wanted list has finally been captured. So stay tuned in here on the Weekly Wrap. I'm Sophia. Jonathan. And Theodore. And you're listening to 88.9 The Bridge. Someone. Someone. Yeah. Welcome back to the Weekly Wrap. I'm Sophia. Jonathan. Miles. And Theodore. And we are back here after a quick little break. That was Dua Lipa's Don't Start Now. We're going to go off into this uh, some not-so-fun stuff here with Jonathan with, here with Jonathan with some financials. So, Jonathan, take us away. Yes. So, over the past week, a lot of stuff I got has gone down in the business area of our society. So, as many people know, Elon Musk recently purchased Twitter 44 for billion. $44 billion. And so, in order to... Uh, subsidize and actually get that money to give to Twitter to purchase the company, he had to sell a lot of stock because he does not actually own $210 billion worth of uh, money in his bank. He has most of that value in stock. Um, so in order to do that, he sold a ton of Tesla stock. Um, and at the same time, people were scared that, oh, this might cause a massive drop. So that led about um, the stock price to go down about 15%, which is over $100 billion worth of stock gone like that. Um, and that was, I believe, um, a few days ago. I think it was uh, Wednesday. Yeah, because he um, made that purchase pretty recently. That was $44 yeah, billion dollars for billion. Twitter. And I've seen a lot of funny memes, just comments saying, you sp- you paid $44 billion for Twitter? I got it for free on the App Store. All I swear, if I hear that joke one more time. <laughs> All over the place. So yeah. it's just, it's crazy financial stuff right mm-hmm. now. Anything else? Well, um, yeah, so... 
Amazon also had a similar issue, not relating to Jeff Bezos buying something. However, they recently released an earnings report, report and their earnings were below expected. So um, the stock price dropped another 10%, which was about $150 billion. Ouch. Yeah, yeah in one night. In one night. When I'm saying dropped, I mean like from one day to another. Because what mm-hmm. happens is people sell at night and then it'll just drop the next day. Great yeah, depression too when. Yeah, so the thing is, it's yeah. just incredibly surprising that 10% is $150 billion. Like sometimes I'm a 16-year-old still in high school. I sometimes can't wrap my head around the amount of money that is being worth 10%. Yeah. So. yeah. Even though we're from Mercer Island. Exactly. Just still, it's a huge sum of money that's going down. People are selling it in that short amount of time. Mm-hmm. So it's been kind of crazy. crazy, I think is the yeah. best way to put it. Insane. Insanity. And on that note, let's do some happy stuff here that everybody likes. What's your opinion on dogs? dogs. They're pretty neat. Do you like dogs? I know Theo owns a couple. I own one. Miles, do you have They're a dog? They're fine. I have a cat. You have a cat? Oh, yeah. Dogs you, are you do seem fine. like a cat person. Dogs try to bite me sometimes, but <laughs> it's fine. Cats try to scratch me sometimes, though, so kind of even there. But Theo's got a quick little story on dog breeds, so take us away. Let's do this. So there was a massive study about with about 18,000 dogs, and the result is that a dog's behavior is not dependent on their breed. So you might be thinking of German shepherds as loyal, as like loyal guard dogs, mm-hmm. or or uh, pomeranians as uh, little vicious monsters who may seem cute at first. Yeah, and then they try to bite your face off. Exactly, but but this study, but this study uh, shows that, um, th- but this study shows that uh, dog breeds just don't affect uh, how their dog is going to be like. Really? Yeah. So their dog can be anything from, like, emotion-wise, or...? Yeah. Uh, basically, um, breed only explains about 9% of how a dog behaves. Which is... behavior. Yeah. It's not as big of a factor as you may think. Yeah, so 91% is just pure dog. It's just pure dog. Pure dog. Like, for example, um, like, like, for example, uh, Jonathan is laxed... Let's say Jonathan is lax and laid back, and <laughs> I am uh, consistently and I'm consistently hyper and stressed, um, because we're both because we're both humans, uh, not in this it, basically in the same breed. Um, let's just say that uh, this. Let's just say that um, very little of this is determined by the fact that we're both uh, 16, 17 in high school. Yeah. So mm. dog breeds and different personalities, like. I own a dog, I own a Shiba Inu. Most people know it as a Dogecoin dog, that's for sure. But they're always thinking, Shiba Inus, they're so independent, they're so cat-like, they don't need attention ever. And then, no. on the other hand, my dog will try and push open the bathroom door because he's lonely. So, <laughs> yeah. it definitely varies. And cats are, he's kind of like a cat dog, but at the same time, he's a dog dog. It's just complicated. It's so. probably just how you raise the dog. Yeah, and yeah. How, how it's, <laughs> yeah. What it's around. He keeps, and, he yeah. keeps saying it's a dog tr- trapped in a... It, a cat trapped in a dog's body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then people who want like a feisty dog are going to get a chihuahua, and then exactly. they'll raise the chihuahua to be feisty. And exactly. those who want like a really energetic one that they can go on like hikes and runs with, maybe like an Australian Shepherd or something like yeah. that. So it might be so. a misperception where like they think, oh, I just because this dog. dog is like this emotion, which is like the stereotypical emotion of that dog breed. It's going to automatically be like of, that. But they raise it to be like that, so that's why they think that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So now that I think about it, I want to get another dog. Anybody want to get dog don't. with me, like a weekly wrap dog? Don't. Don't. You Trust should get your uh, bird, your pet bird, Fred, another dog friend. 
<laughs> what, what could go wrong? What could, what go could wrong? possibly go wrong? Still. Or you should get a bird and name it dog. Okay. It's not a, I've had worse ideas. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the best way to put it. Yeah. But still a lot of dog news there. And we have, let's see, we have these special cue cards here uh, in 88 and on the bridge. And I'm just going to hit you guys with a special cue card saying, if you could adopt any of your fellow showmates' pets, which one would it be? And Jonathan, wait, you don't have a pet, right? I know I have a dog. You do have a dog? Yes. Okay. And Miles is one of the cats. So yes. we got to choose which one of ours would you try and adopt, and it can't be your own. Miles, start us off. Uh, I wouldn't trust myself with a parrot. <laughs> so <laughs> My cat would probably eat it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so probably one of the dogs. I'll go with that. What kind of, what breed of dog do you have, Jonathan? Uh, a golden doodle. Ooh, and golden then Theo, doodle. you have two, right? Yeah, two black labs. Oh, and I have a Shiba, so your choice. I'll go with the Shiba. All right, I'll, I'll send him over to you right now, Jonathan. <laughs> um, so I choose who I don't want to be the. No, you choose who you do. <laughs> who want. you do? Want. Oh, okay. Can't be uh, I kind of I, I like parrots and I like birds a lot, so I'd probably I'd probably go with Fred. Okay. I gotta say, I'm a cat person. My parents promised me a cat when I turned 25 and I'm out of the house, so I'm I'm gonna have to go with Miles's. And if that's not going to happen, I'm going to have to go with Fred the Parrot because I like her vibes. Yeah. So. Finally, Theodore. I might go with, um, I might go with, uh, the Shiba Inu. Yeah, we love him. But I don't think he'd try to go after Fred. He'd probably be baffled if Fred starts saying, like, commands, like, come, come here. Or do you want to go for a drive? Like, just constantly mimicking Fred that. Fred constantly says walkies. Oh, walkies. Can he bark? Yes. Frankenberg. <laughs> yes. Sometimes. Oh, never mind. I'm taking the parrot. <laughs> <laughs> but some other news in birds here. We're just going to take a quick little road trip pit stop to Charleston, Indiana. All right. So are you guys ready? You're going to be baffled by this headline. Let's hear it. There is a, a chicken that is on Indiana's or was on Indiana's most wanted list. Oof. And it was successfully captured. Really? And... The chicken is named Chicken Sue, and it's in Charleston, Indiana, and it has finally been captured, like I said, on the most wanted list, and pretty much the Charleston mayor described it as, uh, quote-unquote, a little booger, all oh. right? A little booger that was showing up in, like, fast food restaurant parking lots, crossing highways, that kind of thing, and I was like, why is a chicken on the most wanted list? I was looking at this this morning. The mayor was just worried about the chicken getting run over and turning into roadkill, so... Okay. Really wow. sweet of Indiana there. Yeah, yeah. Finally captured. This chicken stayed a couple nights, or not even a couple nights, I think only a few hours in the mayor's office, so... Chicken was temporarily the mayor of Charleston, Indiana, I believe. <laughs> but eventually was handed over to animal authorities, so that's a great way to put that. So, just imagine if your cat, your parrot, Fred the Parrot, was on a most wanted list in Indiana... Yeah, that would not be good. <laughs> and then Fred's just talking to the police vet who captured him and just like, that would be crazy. Starting barking like a dog. Yes, Fred would be barking, you have the wrong guy, I'm a dog, please, I'm not a chicken. Yeah. So, I'd love that there. And I guess we have a bit of time, so I think Theo has one more technology-based story for us here. With the We mentioned Twitter earlier. Now get ready for Snapchat, because I believe they have something cool coming out. Yeah. Uh, do you know what a drone is? Of course. Who doesn't know what a drone is? Exactly. Snapchat's making one. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. So Snapchat is making a, uh, is making a drone where, which basically acts as a, um, contactless selfie camera. Interesting. Which is, which is basically used, um, by many people on Snapchat because that's how you set, that's, that's essentially how you, how you contact, 
each other on Snapchat, you send selfies with captions. Yeah. yeah. And um, basic, and uh, this is actually not Snapchat's first foray into a physical product. They, I think they made like some smart glasses in 2016. They did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they have a camera in them and they can take pics and stuff. Yeah. I, I, I don't see anyone wearing them, so I think they must have flopped hard. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, this drone, which was available since yesterday, I think, what is available for $230 in the United States and France. Mm-hmm. Not bad, honestly. It looks interesting, that's for sure. It kind of looks like a Roomba, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, yeah, the moment you said drone, I immediately knew, okay, they t- attached a camera to a drone, because that's the yeah. exact thing they yeah. did with sunglasses, and so it makes sense for them to do the same thing with a It's a interesting. Drone. I really think they only did that, because Snapchat is dying out, in my opinion. It's really not used as much as it used to be. Like When you think of Snapchat, yeah. I think of middle school days, where everybody was trying out those little dog-faced filters, the rainbow yeah, unicorns, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And now they're trying to go into the tech department, which I understand they're trying to go over the future, but Twitter just got for $44 billion. Instagram is blown up because it's partnered with Facebook. That's always going to be around. And TikTok is just insane and off the charts. TikTok so. is the most popular site on the internet. Easily. And now Snapchat, I think, is just trying to catch up for that. So, Can you use this drone for other purposes other than Snapchat? Um, I think its main purpose I is going to be pictures in Snapchat. Yeah. But, but I'm just going to wait till Jonathan finds a use for it. Yeah, Jonathan's gonna purchase a drone for another eighty-eight on the bridge YouTube video. So, wow, All get ready for so- another station tour. Well, as a matter of fact, the CEO of Snapchat, Evan Spiegel, said um, when asked the question, "Why did you make a selfie drone?" He said, "Because we're a camera company. Our mission is to empower people to express themselves, live in the moment, learn about the world, and have fun together. And this product does exactly that. So, they're definitely becoming more um, mindful of how people express themselves online, um, and." Really, just looking at a photo of this, I thought this was going to be a really big drone, just because it's, it's really small. It's, it is it's, super tiny; you can like kind of fit. I would in the say palm it's like hand. the size of two phones side by side, and like a square. It's a square, and yeah. then it has four propellers in the middle. And you can look at all these articles, and like the first page you'll see is just this giant zoomed-in photo. And then you look to a zoom-out bit; it's really, really small. Yeah. So I didn't that that actually changes stuff a little bit if you can actually transfer that, just bring it everywhere. But it's not like those big white ones that you always see. It does. Like it does not seem like it has a remote though, mm-hmm. um, and it it is very small uh, with just being. Uh, it's 101 grams of weight, and so that's really tiny. Yeah. yeah, very. So I guess it's pretty good if you just want a portable drone, just so you can take it places, do quick snaps. I guess, yeah. but yeah, it's yeah, not the, the best for the battery is very videos. small as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the question is, will it be? How long will it take for? Uh, for people to ban this drone from their places because it keeps knocking into people's faces. Yeah, and one more thing to add. It mentioned that it shoots up to 100 videos or 1,000 photos. So It can, like, and the, before you have to change out the, yeah, the yeah. hard drive. That's going to be a lot of pictures of foreheads. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> yeah. just because of the yeah. weird angles there. It's going to be interesting. We should try and get one of those for this station. <laughs> or at least, like, yeah, I, I bet Joe would be all on board. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. All right. Hey, Joe, we got a Snapchat drone here for you. Make an 88 on the bridge Snapchat account. What could go wrong here? Hey, hey Andrew, I think it'd be hey, Andrew spend some money for us. Yeah, shout out to Andrew Housen, who was on our show last week. And one more thing to add. I will not be here next week, but we have some lovely people here with a dual show. We have the first period crew joining us here on 88 on the bridge next week. For a combined weekly rap first period crew episode. So get ready. It's going to be full of chaos. Joined by Sadie, Annabelle, and Caroline. First period crew X, the weekly rap here. Who are right outside so our window. They're right outside our window, jumping right around. So I won't be here. I'm really mad about that because it's going to be an amazing episode. 
So get ready for a lot of chaos. And you're listening to the Weekly Wrap here on 88.9 The Bridge. Find us on Spotify or at 88.9thebridge.com. Dot org. 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 Excuse me. Org. <laughs> I, I always get mixed, mixed up between those. It's org. Org. <laughs> anyway, but I'm Sophia. Jonathan. Miles. And Theodore. And you're listening to 88.9 The Bridge.